Welcome back to episode 95 of That's So Second Millennium. This is an interview Bill did with a musician that he knows in South Bend, some a young woman that he met named Mickey Miller. Uh, she, if you look her up on YouTube, uh, her group is called Chibrations, or at least she has done, uh, she, at least the, the recording Bill sent uh, was from that group and had her singing and was pretty darn good. He talks to her about music and communication and there's a little bit, you know, you might say of sociology and the effect that music has on people. Um, it's, uh, it's a bit of a departure for us, but it's an interesting little interview. And uh, I, I'll come back, chime back at the end to uh, talk to you a little bit about a project that Bill and I have been working on, mostly Bill, um, but me as well. That's uh, been taking up a lot of our time, but it's another podcast. But first, enjoy this conversation with Bill and Mickey, and uh, I'll chime in again for a little bit at the end. Well, Mickey, this is great to be here in your recording studio. Uh, and we met each other as musicians on the uh, Board of Directors of the Music Village in South Bend, but we've also talked about connections between music and technology, which we've been talking about today, and the uh, deeper matters of things spiritual and uh, faith and matters of the heart. And you grew up with music in uh, settings that were uh, kind of uh, combining all of those things. Yeah. What was it? Uh, what, what were your first experiences of music along those lines? Did Did you sense that there was something that connected to science and religion and faith and all of that? Well, yeah. Um, I grew up in church really as a kid. My parents pastored um, pretty much all my life, so I was always kind of in an environment of faith and uh, spirituality and and just kind of being connected to uh, the deeper meaning behind anything you do in life. But I think music obviously has a way of touching all types of people and all different areas of the world that no other thing I, I don't I don't want to say music is the greatest power but it's one of the most amazing things that we get to experience and I think it does have a deeper meaning in music and technology and education and science and all of these things so I think like naturally I've just always kind of connected music and spirituality because I was kind of born into it that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, music has made me feel ways uh, that I know is deeper than just the way it sounds. You know, it, it there's definitely a deeper meaning behind it for me. So, okay, yeah, great. I definitely think it's connected. Wow. You, you're making me realize that um, uh, someone observed uh, to me the other day that uh, a church is one of the few places left in the world where uh, people of all ages uh, gather together to have essentially a sing-along, you might yeah, say. Yeah. Whereas in the old days, you know, I guess in a lot of homes, people might gather around the piano yeah. in the living room That doesn't or happen anymore. Right. <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. And, it, and it's, it's kind of sad because I think music in the past, uh, throughout the years, it has been a very huge force in healing and uh, even in politics and in the civil rights movement and different things that have occurred in our country and our world. Music has always been 
some force of power and a great way for messages to be relayed and even encouragement like a positive song can just make you feel better you know Pharrell has the song happy that's super popular you don't really think about it much but when you hear that song it just kind of naturally puts you in a yeah it makes you happy (laughs) it puts you in a a better mood and um you know the same way if you're feeling down a a sad song can make you feel that much more sad so I think people just have to be more mindful of like the power behind music and the power behind words you know because I know it's becoming kind of a lost art with technology and different things like that but words are so powerful and being able to connect words with music and reach people that you typically probably wouldn't be able to reach just through a regular conversation it's just you have to look at it as a, a spiritual thing in a way you know because it's just it's it's incredible the power that it has to reach different minds and hearts all over the world so i love that yeah and one of the problems with the split between science and religion is that uh, people perceive at least maybe from their experience in the classroom that it's two completely different ways of thinking mm-hmm. and even their teachers aren't trying to build bridges between those two ways of thinking. But maybe if we stop trying to think through it and maybe uh, bring in the elements of music and mm-hmm. something deeper than just uh, uh, the, the thought process, uh, maybe that would help. But, but what do you think about that bridge building power of music? Man, I think uh, we were talking about it before, just the power of bridge building and, and even with different uh, instrumentalists around the world. We talked about, uh, you know, some people that might play certain instruments don't feel like they fit in and certain genres mm-hmm. and different. And I just think it's super important, especially right now with the world and the state that it's in, is to kind of be able to bridge the gap between genre and, and bridge the gap between religion and bridge the gap between culture through music because I feel like music just has a way of speaking one message uh, in in many different ways from many different voices. And uh, I think, you know, science even, you know, people sometimes I think growing up in religion, a lot of times, you know, science is like scary and it's like, mm. wait, what? It's, it's weird. And, but I think it all ties together. All of it ties together in this the making of this beautiful world that we are blessed to live in. And I I really believe that, you know, if people use the power of our creative beings, you know, we are all creative beings and all able to create something, but to, to take what I make in music and be able to speak to someone that may not understand me or may not understand my culture, but they understand that song and they understand the way that it makes them feel. I think if more people could really tap into that together on like a oneness type thing. I right. think it could be a really, really cool revelation, rev, uh, revolution rather for uh, people all over the world because it just, it has that power. I remember I was at a retreat and uh, I was in a session and uh, there was, back in the day, there was a, a big uh, production uh, team, Gamble and Huff, and uh, Mr. Gamble was at this retreat and he talked to us about 
um, the power of music. And he talked about a lot of the music that they created in the back in the 60s. And and he was laughing, saying like the artists that he was working with, they were saying how they were tired of making message music, music that was, you know, music of hope. Because it's like, yeah, you kind of want to make music that's on the radio and that people dance to. But sometimes you have to make those hard songs that kind of get messages across and different things like that. And he just said he compared the power of music uh, to an atomic bomb. Wow. And he said the power of music transcends barriers that, you know, any we never could have imagined, you know, some of the things that music has opened up the world to that we all are relatable to. You know, people in China can relate to a song that we relate to here and and it's because of music and the connection and even though they might not understand the lyrics they know how that song makes them feel and even though I might not understand the lyrics to a song I hear I just recently heard a song and it was in Spanish and I didn't know everything that was being said but I remember how that song made me feel right. and I think like that in itself just kind of speaks to you know the power of music and its ability to really uh bring us together in a way that that you know everybody might not look at it like that but when you kind of look at the deeper meaning of music it, it makes you be more intentional about how you create and what you create wow so yeah i think i think we can bridge the gap here somehow <laughs> yeah and that it doesn't necessarily like a lot of uh, there are programs being developed now I, I, one at notre dame for instance where, uh, you know, teaching teachers how to help kids see that uh, science and religion aren't incompatible, that mm -hmm. they, there really is middle, middle ground. But you're making me realize that even that uh, bridge-building program is mostly about how you think about these things. Mm -hmm. It's almost like uh, the first step is to make people feel differently and have a different mind frame that... Well, yeah, maybe these things, everything is kind of more connected than we uh, it's, uh, yeah. immediately think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I yeah. agree. And that would be a good form of schooling for everybody uh, just to learn that. Uh, yeah, and knowledge is, I mean, knowledge is power. I think science is knowledge and, and yeah. studied, practiced uh, different things. And I, I just, I just believe that if people were more open-minded to learning more about different things and exposing themselves to different things that may not necessarily be familiar to their traditions, that we could kind of learn a lot more about science and even religion and, and, and how they tie in together. But it definitely takes that, you know, the, the swallowing of your pride to say, you know, like maybe the traditions that I am you know, standing on can be a little wrong here, right. <laughs> you know, my, yeah. maybe I can open my mind to, you know, learning different things about the way the world is, is and earth and, and all these different things. I mean, who are we to, we'll never know. We'll never know. I think great is the mystery of God. Like we'll never know everything specifically how it works and, and how everything is constructed in this world. But I think, you know, we should be very open-minded to the fact that, like, it's our one way might not be the only way. I guess is, right. you know, right. yeah, we gotta we gotta be more open-minded in this world. <laughs> Those are great thoughts. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Likewise. I hope you enjoyed that recording, that interview with Bill and the musician Mickey Miller. 
So I just wanted to let you know that Bill and I have also been working on a podcast. Bill uh, arranged this with the Purdue School of Engineering. So it is the 120th anniversary year for the Purdue School of Engineering this year, following hard on the heels of Purdue's 150th anniversary overall. And so we've been working on a podcast called Sounds Like the Future. So you can look that up, and of course I'll provide a link in the uh, show notes for this. And it's also, I, I just did a, uh, a Facebook Live, so the link is there as well. And uh, yeah, it's been interesting. So the first episode has been released where we talk to the deans about, you know, the, the sort of overall significance of it. We have some really interesting interviews coming out. Uh, one with the uh, the next one that should be coming out is with Professor Ed Delp in the Electrical Engineering Department. He does a lot of work in image processing, and he had some fascinating stories about Purdue's role in the early history of television and image processing, as well as the work that he's currently doing, which is fascinating. Of course, you know, it bears on things like deep fake videos and things of that nature, things that we're starting to become concerned about uh, the tools the technology gives us and our ability to uh, deal with the consequences. So it's a fascinating podcast. Bill's worked very hard on putting this together, and uh, be great if you could support him and uh, and listen to a few episodes. If you like uh, a lot of the subjects that we've talked about in the past, you may be very interested in some of what we're talking about there. Obviously, there's no you know explicit faith component in those podcasts, but and of course the first the the episode, the first couple of interviews we we actually interviewed the deans and Ed Delp, and then our podcast. For that's their second millennium last month with uh, Dr. Tom Ryba. Uh, of course, we, got, we actually inter- uh, did all those interviews on the same day, which is kind of fun. So, anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this episode or one of our previous episodes, please leave us a review on iTunes. iTunes is the biggest distributor of podcasts, and having reviews there will help us reach a wider audience. We would also love it if you posted your review on other services like Google Play and Stitcher as well. Our intro music is Mars, the bringer of war, and our outro music is Venus, the bringer of peace. From the Planet Suite by Gustav Holst, performed by the U.S. Air Force Heritage of America Band. The recording is in the public domain and made available by MuseOpen.org. For my co-host Bill Schmidt, I'm Paul Geesting. Thanks for listening to another episode of That's So Second Millennium.